Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Steve. And you're listening to Voulez-Vous with Zach and Steve. On today's episode, we talk about Narnia. Just kidding. We talk about the ABBA Museum. Pretty close. Pretty close to Narnia. Just past Mr. Tumnus's legs. <laughs> Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Steve, Zach, it's it's twenty fucking sixteen. Can you believe it? It's been a while. It's I feel like it's been a while since it turned twenty sixteen, and it's only been eleven days. Yeah. And when was the last time we actually recorded a show? I think it was actually three months ago. Really? Is that true? I feel like we recorded last time in October. This is our really oblique way of saying we're really sorry. Yeah, and very happy to be back. Stuff went really weird at the end of 2015. Yeah. You were on tour? I was on tour, and then December just got crazy. So we Uh, did that clip show, which you and Kate were very generous to put together. I was really generous. You're right. You were very generous with your time. It was good. I liked that episode. I was was Chris generous (laughs) with my time. I like that. Uh, Yeah, but we're really excited. I'm excited to start back up again. Yeah, because, too. I mean, I'm sure some of you know the clock is ticking in terms of ABBA albums. We have one official <laughs> ABBA album left, mm-hmm. and then we dig into the other weird stuff. We yeah, we talk- have that live ABBA record that came out a couple years ago, live from Wembley, so we're going to talk about that for sure. We have not talked about Mamma Mia, the movie. No. We have not talked about Muriel's Wedding. No. We have not talked... Priscilla, to- Queen of the Desert. We have not talked about that, but oh God, we should. Uh-huh. We have not talked about chess. No. We have not talked about Ani Fried's solo career, Anieta's solo career. We haven't talked about Abba Gold, and we're going to have a very special guest for that episode. I'm very excited about that. So, while you may be worried that we're out of Abba albums, we're not out of Abba-related things to talk about. No, no, we're not. And we're very excited to talk about today's particular Abba-related thing. Uh, We've talked quite a lot about how the only logical way to conclude this podcast would be a trip to this place, but we don't have and to wait that, that long to hear Anieta's about it. And that is horse farm. <laughs> <laughs> so she, we she, have here Anieta's first purchased horse. <laughs> Prod Lingenberry. A bottle of Elmer's glue. Just kidding. <laughs> I love horses. You guys, I'm on a horse right now. But... Zach, I've ruined everything. It's fine. Let's welcome our special guest, Crystal Durant. Hello, everybody out there on TV land. Hi, Crystal. (laughs) Hi. I hope someone's listening to our podcast on TV. I don't know how that works, but it sounds pretty cool to me. Can't you do it with a Roku box or some shit? Apple TV? Yeah. 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 That's what I meant to ask you. Do you guys put up pictures with this thing? We can. We have a Tumblr account. You do? Okay. Yeah. Well, then I'll see you on Tumblr, people. <laughs> <clears throat> Good enough. So, Zach, descri- you suggested having Crystal as our guest because she's been to... What's the, the topic of today? The Album Museum in Stockholm, Sweden. Can you believe it? Oh, Stockholm, Sverige. I learned Swedish for one week in eighth grade. Really? It stuck. What's Swedish? I don't know. I was going through the Solon Public Library learn like, like in the Dewey Decimal System. I was just working my way through the language. Oh, this was you on your own, not school. 
Yeah. It was just me. And there was one girl who was Swedish heritage, and she corrected my pronunciation of Jag har un hus, which means I have a house. Wow. Steve had a rich social life in the eighth grade. All right. (laughs) I listened to Annie Lennox and cried myself to sleep. Ladies and gentlemen, it's 2016. I still do the same. So, Krista, you've been to the ABBA Museum in Stockholm. Yes, I have. Uh, my now ex-boyfriend, Mark, uh, wanted to go on a vacation out of the country. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I was already on vacation in Napa, California <laughs> with my best friend, Paul. And so he's like, hey, I'm looking around for places to go, blah, 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 blah. So at first, he th- well, before he said international, I was like, oh, let's go to, <clears throat> well, you're already in California. Let's go to Florida. Let's do this or let's do that. Okay, great. You know, and I'm traipsing around L.A. at that time, uh, visiting friends. Mm-hmm. And then I am uh, having some martinis with my friend Travis, and my phone buzzes, and it says, So, I've been looking around at flights to England, France, Belgium, you know, Japan, blah, blah. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? What? Oh, because at first it was like, let's go up to the Finger Lakes and have a long weekend. Right. Oh, okay. And then he's like, I'm looking at all these European... Oh, you have a passport, don't you? I said, yeah, I have a passport. He's like, okay, I'll get right back to you. So then 20 minutes later, I got tickets to Stockholm, Sweden. And I'm looking at the phone thinking, what? Yeah. Stockholm, Sweden? Hey, honey, why are we going to Stockholm, Sweden? I've never been there before, and I know you haven't, so let's go. I'm like, all right, cool. So he took me to Stockholm, Sweden for a week. And I knew that the museum was there prior to that. Right. And... Mark does not like disco. Mm-hmm. What? I like actually can't understand that emotion. <laughs> I reacted very you know, violently to that. I I mean, I love him. I still love him. And, you know, there are a lot of things that are amazing about him. But And we saw eye to eye on a lot of... Like, the first thing we talked about when we met was the monkeys. Like, mm-hmm. we totally... Oh, come on. Yeah. But and then I thought, you don't like disco? Uh, he doesn't like it. So... I had to, I didn't have to beg him to go to the museum with me, because he could have gone off and done anything he wanted. I just had to get to this fucking museum. Of course. Because when am I going to get back to Sweden? Right. You know? But like a champ and the friend that he is, he came with me to the museum, and he actually wound up liking it. So hmm. where does your love for ABBA begin? My love for ABBA begins in my childhood, uh, in the 70s. When I was in junior high school, it was, I was there from... What was it? 77 to 79. Mm-hmm. And I used to DJ our school dances. What? Sometimes, yeah. Because cool. I've been a DJ. When I tell people I've been DJing for over 30 years, they're like, you have not. Because they think that I'm 30 or something. <laughs> or 27 or whatever it is, which is great. I'm happy about yeah. that. But uh, yeah, so we could bring in our own records and they would play them, but then sometimes I would DJ. And I just fell in love with the sound because it was incredible. You know, the harmonies and the phrasings and even though a lot of it, I mean, disco is basically, you know, your thump, 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 thump kind of Mm -hmm. thing. And it was all about what can you dance around that to make it unique and different. So you think about, you know, the Rolling Stones doing Miss You. Yeah. You think about Michael Jackson, you know, Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. And Ava was right up there. And, you know, they were foreign. And nobody could pronounce their name right. And it was like, it's two A's and it's two B's. What's going on? The B's are backwards. What's happening? (laughs) Too many letters. (laughs) letters of the same letter. Someone, by the way, last night saw my... I have an ABBA patch on my jean jacket that I wear just about every day. And somebody looked at it and said, there's a typo on there. What? I said, what do you mean? They said, one of the B's is backwards. Did you punch them in the face? I I almost did. I I think I gave them a harsh look instead. 
Mm. Which is like the emotional punch in the face, if you ask me. I'd rather you give a punch in the face. <laughs> Physical contact is much better than a stink eye. Yeah. So, yes, thirty. according to my Instagram, uh-huh. 32 weeks ago I was in Stockholm, Sweden. Okay. Oh my god. So that was 30 May. It was the last week of May. So, <clears throat> the museum is at the end of this uh, long roadway, I guess you would call it. Uh, Stockholm, Sweden is a lot of lakes. There's a lot of water there. Okay. And the transportation, public transportation is great. And, you know, we did a lot of mostly walking everywhere we went. And there were these three museums on the way there, regular museums, art museums. And then the other museum was at the end. So it was like this long four-lane promenade thing and all, you know, forests and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the thing and it's inside a hotel which was like want 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 huh. it's a japanese hotel no it's not it's not no i'm kidding it's <laughs> wait is it or is it not it's Crystal. not no it's not a japanese hotel i mean japanese people might own it but it's not a quote-unquote japanese hotel it's like okay it's their version of what they think a rock and roll hotel would be okay because the name of it i think is called rock and roll hotel it's something <laughs> really corny and tacky uh-huh. so we get there and it was kind of chilly that day so maybe it was in the 60s so uh, we get there, and there's a band outside playing in this little courtyard thing. Terrible, terrible music. And then it's this hotel, and it's, you know, pictures of Mick Jagger and The Who and blah, blah, blah. And so, oh, what's going on? And then, so you walk in this one entrance, and then it's like, ah, Abba. Right. So there's this big sign, and it's like, yes, this is it. And Mark was like, okay, we're here. So you walk downstairs, <clears throat> and this will be on the Tumblr, people, so pay attention. Picture photo one. You walk downstairs, you have to, get, have to take oh an elevator down, and then there's this long lobby, and there are these 10-foot-high lights spelling out ABBA, and That's of course it's fantastic. like, eh, 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 flashing, so you get off the elevator, and you're just combobulated, and you're automatically hypnotized, because it's like, ABBA, I must follow. Yeah. So, it's um, underground. That's what my butthole looks like. Like, when you look at my butthole, it's just 10-foot-high really? letters that spell ABBA. ABBA? Yeah. And you're like, oh, I'm hypnotized. Just kidding. I gotta get in there. <laughs> I gotta get... <laughs> what else could be there? I've got to find out. Just kidding. There's nothing to see. <laughs> Exhibit's closed. <laughs> so you see this first, and then it's basically in the shape of like a big rectangle, I guess. Okay. Ooh, little things going off it. And then there's a separate section there that is like the National Swedish Recording Museum. Okay. So there's this old equipment from the 60s and 70s and stuff in there so you uh see that sign and you start walking through and in the first room there are costumes and photographs and stuff so this is the original guitar wow that was in that that first video this is exhibit two exhibit two in this case look at that and i mean you're just like oh is that the is that what he played uh the waterloo video yeah like the um the eurovision thing Mm mm-hmm Wow. And it's there. And you're just like, oh my God. Why wouldn't you keep that and play that every day? Yes. And then because you want glass? American tourists to pay lots of money to look at it. Yeah. Think about That's all fair. the think about all the nickels or kroners or euros that euros. are in his pocket mm-hmm. because you looked at that guitar. Yeah, and you just get another one made. Yeah. Like he's gonna fucking play that. Like what's he gonna do? Put it next to his kitchen sink? Like He's got so many things that he didn't yeah, look at. Yeah, it's true. And I think partially they might live in the museum part-time. <gasps> so then they have uh, all these TV screens with videos, and so then, you know, it's like, oh my god, it's the old original video. And... 
People I need love. Fresh they are. I still can't Everyone's get, favorite avatar. I still can't get over the idea that they live in the museum. Like, I imagine, like, Benny and Bjorn, like, calling, like, it is oh, 8.02. Stop, wait, wait, stop right there with the calling. Okay, so... Oh, yes. So there's this section of the room where there are these telephones in there. Pictures three and four, people. Pay attention. So there are these phones there that look like they came from the banana split set. And there's a little sign beside the phone that says... Something to the effect of, these were used in this telephone, in the commercial that they've talked in. And sometimes the phones ring. And it may be Benny, it may be Bjorn, you never know. So I had to stand there for 20 minutes and wait of for the phones to ring, which of course they didn't. And Mark was like, they're not going to ring. They have a Yoko Ono phone like that at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in That's Cleveland. Right. Yeah. Well, I talked to Yoko Ono <gasps> at the John Lennon exhibit at the new museum when it was here. She called that phone? No, they didn't have a phone. Uh The John Lennon exhibit was up, and it was just a phone on the wall that you think, oh, it's for security or whatever. And I was in there, and the phone started ringing. (gasps) Nobody did anything, and it just rang and rang and rang. So finally, because I'm that type of girl, I walked over and I picked it up, and I said, (laughs) hello. And it's like, hello, who's this? And I said, it's Crystal, who's this? It's Yoko Ono. No, it's not. <laughs> and I said, who is this, really? She goes, no, no, it's Yoko Ono. And I said, really? What was the name of that book, Orange? And I was, and because I love that book. Yeah. And we talked about that, and then I was like, okay, it's the real deal. So I wound up speaking with her for 45 minutes. Wow. Mm-hmm. 45 minutes? 45 minutes, yeah. What's your favorite food? Did you find out? No, we didn't talk about that. What did you talk about with Yoko fucking Ono? Well, I talked about her and her artwork. Yeah. Because I've been in love with her artwork since I was a kid. <gasps> and, you know, her exhibits, because everybody, oh, it's so avant-garde, or either it's so stupid, and eh. And I just, you know, was gushing about all this stuff. It came flooding back to me, and then we talked a little bit about John, and, of course, and, you know, the rest of the guys. But primarily we talked about her art. And the rest of the guys. <laughs> Crystal's review of the Beatles. The rest of the guys. John, John, John and the rest, the rest of the, the guys. Dudes, yeah. So, uh, some people so, with ears. Yeah, some, whatever, long hair hippies. So, uh, yeah, we talked for a while and it was really cool. She was very nice. Then I wound up meeting her because a very good friend of mine, Robbie Seahag Mangiano, is an amazing guitar player and is in Sean's band. Oh, okay. Oh, oh wow. Tiger. Right. So when I went to see them, Yoko was there and I was like, oh my god, Yoko Ono. And we danced a little bit and she's really cool. I love Yoko Ono. Have so you kissed her? Yes, I have kissed her. <gasps> oh my god. What would happen if you like oh, answer wow. one of the phones and you hear like a distant neigh? <laughs> and someone would be like, hello? I'm at the horse Anita's not calling. She's the one who never calls. Like her agent's like, you've just got to do it. I bet Frida doesn't call either. See that? Our new photo opportunity. The phones named Bobo was used by Frida and Agneta in the promotion videos for Ring Ring, of course. Designed by Italian designer Sergio Todeschini in late 1960. Can we So grab get... the receiver and pose like the girls in the picture. Smile. Did you do it? Um, I think I did. did do you do think it? that we can get Sergio Todeschini on this podcast to talk about the phones he designed? That would be enough for that me. Awesome. <laughs> you know? Wow. Yeah. If, we, if we never get to speak to a member of ABBA, I'd be happy with Sergio. 2016 is about imagining things we couldn't imagine before. I don't mm-hmm. have a picture of me talking on the phone. But okay. then you move on, and then they have the original costumes from that video, and they're there in all their glory, like halfway falling. Oh, Isn't that Waterloo? Thing. Yes, it is Waterloo. 
Come on, Internet. Oh, there we go. But it is. History is yeah. actually always repeating itself. Oh. Do I hear someone singing along? That was me singing along. Could that be you? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, there it is. Amazing. Up. You know, it's just like... Wow, shit. there's little pins on it. Yes, little pins. It's even tackier than I imagined. Yeah, and it's God. velour, it's blue velour. Oh, and come on. You know, the amount of sweat that Agneta... Did they have, like, a bottle of her sweat from wearing the velour? There were no them? fluids, bodily fluids there. <laughs> and God, what a, sh- what a missed opportunity. Man. Oh, those boots. Those platform boots. I really Stand want um, Bjorn's boots from that same video where he's he has the big star-looking guitar, star, yeah. and he's got some fucking knee-high silver Crazy. sparkle platform boots. I'll show you pictures in a moment. Yeah. Do you know what 2016 <clears throat> is? What's that? Imagining things that you couldn't have imagined before. How many times can we play Happy New Year during the course of this podcast? Oh my away? god, we haven't fucking talked. No, at the end we're gonna have to briefly talk about those lyrics. Okay. Happy New okay. Year. Jesus, okay. 2016. So then you keep walking, and then you pass by the original recording studio that they tore down and rebuilt inside the museum. Wow, really? So those are all the original instruments, the original board, everything is in there. So. And wow. So they got a video playing of them recording in the recording studio. So they've torn down. The, the whole building? The Polar Studios, right? Yeah. Wow. And the guy, the manager's hmm. office is in there. Really? Yeah. Stig. Stig's office, everything is in there. They got Amazing. This room is like, oh, this is where we made Alba's costumes. And here's wow, all the fabric I love and it. the sequins and all this stuff. <laughs> it looks like the creature shop at Jim Henson. Henson yeah, it's, <laughs> it's pretty crazy. The Muppets of Music, Abba. <laughs> oh. But oh, then, so in the studio, check it. Uh-huh. So you look inside the studio, and there's a closed-circuit TV camera facing out above the board. Right? Okay. So you're standing there, and there's a piano there. And you're wondering, what the hell is going on? So then there's a sign that says, The piano in the studio is self-playing. It's connected to Benny's studio at Skeps Shulman. Mm-hmm. So when Benny starts playing, you will be able to listen. So he can play his piano at home, and then that one starts playing exactly what he's playing. Wow. So, of course, I had to stand there for 20 minutes and wait for that to happen, and Still, it didn't happen either. Oh. This oh. is a new one called Dirty Dish Rag. <laughs> I hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoy imagining it insane. in my mind. Completely <laughs> insane. So then they have the memorabilia. So they got the dolls in the cat costumes wow. and girls. And... Can you imagine, by the way, being Benny... And you're walking around your house in your robe, scratching yourself. And you're like, I think I'm going to make 20 people across town flip out right now. Yes. And he plays the intro to Dancing Queen. Right. And, and goes back to his faint. thing. Right. Yeah. And then he goes back to scratching That's so balls. great. Yeah. Rolf in a robe. Then they have this room that you walk into, which you can dance, be on stage with ABBA. So it's this be an ABBA member thing. So it's this gigantic screen. Oh, cool. With their figures. And then the question mark is you. And then you stand in front of this deal, and you see them, you with them, and then it's projected up on the screen, so you're actually performing with okay. them. Which I did not do, because it was too weird. Because <laughs> um, the anima- well, the, the video of them is not them. It's like a weird computer thing, huh. simulation of them. How do you feel about virtual reality? Strange. I'm not a fan. Mm. If somebody's dead, leave them alone. I don't want to... 
So the, they do dance and clean, of course. Oh, that's trippy. And then the empty space is where you would be. Oh, oh yeah, it kind of looks like rock band. Yes, that's what it is, rock band. Right. Yeah. And I... so the figures of them look really strange because mm -hmm. they're slightly off. Then, what's the name of that album with the helicopter on it? Arrival. Arrival. Steve's ha -ha! favorite, best picture. I sat in the helicopter. Ugh. Is that the helicopter? That is the helicopter. Holy I shit. want to be in that helicopter now, so bad. check this shit out. So they've got the album there and all these pictures from the photo shoot. Mm -hmm. And so I'm an American. So naturally I'm going to climb in this thing and make my boyfriend take a picture right. of me in it. <laughs> so there are other people in the museum and they're all like, oh, look like I was going to steal the thing. Right. Like you were going to turn on the ignition and fly, and out. fly it out of the roof. Yes. There's no security in there. Right, but everything is nailed down, so don't even think about trying to steal anything because sure. they got cameras or whatnot. But it's not. But like, Benny's watching. Benny's watching, and it's not like a real museum with security. So nobody stopped me. Right. So of course I climbed in and got my picture taken in Why there. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Hello. It was your arrival. Duh. Have you visited the Motown Museum in Detroit? Yeah. I've. Have you been there, Steve? No. It's the same thing where you go in the snake pit, which is like the real studio where they cut all this stuff. And they tell you, you know, you can't take pictures when you're in there. But then the tour guide's the first one out of the room. Right. So you fucking you, hang out and you take some pictures. You fall on silent and you take pictures. Yeah. Then I had to go to the bathroom, which was an experience in and of itself because... Question mark. Are all the toilets shaped like Benny's mouth? <gasps> so they got Abba music playing in the loo. Oh, this video's great, too. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to take a video of myself in the bathroom. Shouldn't that Show be every room. bathroom? It should be. Have you? There is a bar, I forget which one it is, in Hell's Kitchen, where they have three themed bathrooms. One of them's a Dolly Parton one. Oh, vinyl. Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. Have you been in those bathrooms? Yes. They're great. I don't think it's there anymore. I think they closed. It's a shame that gay people don't have a tacky place to go to. Just kidding. It's called Manhattan. Hello. <laughs> then, I'm sure you remember that video with the, uh, that, those puppets. <gasps> Which Wait, what are you talking about? What is that? So there was a commercial that was playing for a promotional video. And <gasps> this these people, they were really famous in the 80s. Um, they did that fucking uh, Genesis song, World of Confusion. No, World of Confusion. It was It's this British puppet. Yeah. Puppet. I can't remember the name of them. Uh -huh. Some dear listener will listen. That looks... But they had puppets of them made. That looks like one of the Real Housewives. Three feet tall. It does, those lips. They're three feet tall? They're about three feet tall, yeah. Talking about the Muppets of Music, and, and there they are. She kind of looks like Janice. Are. Yeah. Wow, look at that. Isn't that cool? And that's Which in video? A little booth it was a commercial, you said? It was for a commercial, um, where they're like, you know, I couldn't understand it because it was in Swedish, of course. Right. But they're running around in the streets or something like uh -huh. that, and Stig is there, and it's like, oh, blah, 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 and then they turn into the real life them in okay. the studio. I love the idea really that they cool. have a puppet exhibit. They're like, you will understand. Yeah. You've seen a commercial then, for paper. The creepy part is they have Madame Tussauds wax figures. Oh, guys. Nice. And these things are just behind a little rope. So you can almost get nose to nose with them without touching them. Uh-huh. And they look so real. I swore that their eyes were following me because they look they look like them. They look completely real. Are they Horcruxes? I don't know. What is that? What's a Have Horcrux? you ever seen Harry Potter? 
there's a kind of magic in the Harry Potter universe where you can split off part of your soul and embed it in a physical object. Oh, really? And it's a way of, like, protecting the existence of From your soul. You can't be oh. killed. Yeah. For everybody who's listening and thinks I'm an idiot for not knowing what that is, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm too old for Harry Potter. We endorse people fucking themselves. Do something. Self-love and pleasure. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You I shook your head no, and I was like, I just Zach, because I'm like, why are you against masturbation? That's important. Then there's a whole room with all of their records and singles in it. Great. Wow. It's this long hallway, and it is astounding. It's got hundreds of records in it. Wow. Then you get to the costume part. Holy shit. Oh my god. Kimonos for days. Kimonos for days is my drag name. I don't know if I ever announced that. That's a good one. Kimonos for days. I mean, every bit of drag (sighs) they ever wore is in there on these mannequins, and it's... You know, hermetically sealed, it's like 55 degrees in there, so nothing gets destroyed, and it is... And then they have pictures of them in concert, in the I outfits. I love it. It's amazing. So I would say in total... Oh, look at the boots. The boots are crazy. Oh, see, that's where it's at. Nuts. It looks like... What is that, like, oh, frozen dessert that you can buy that's... Oh, quote, wow, look at that. Look at that. That's the whole album room. Yeah. What were you saying? Frozen dessert. I was just saying the heel on that platform boot looked like that frozen dessert that's fake Italian that you can put in your freezer. What is that called? Oh, it's like some fake Neapolitan shit. Oh, yeah. It's fake Neapolitan shit. Is it like a tiramisu or something? Yeah. Almost. One of the things, one of the things that I used to distinguish people I loved from people I hated in college was people who loved tiramisu and people who didn't. I hated people who were like, my favorite dessert is tiramisu. Tiramisu is disgusting. I hate it. <laughs> what do you hate about it? I guess you and Crystal can be pals. So I wanted to ask you about, it. I've heard that in the airport there's a few items too. When you land, there's like a mini museum. And then there's the museum proper at this hotel. Oh, I've heard that there's a mini museum, but we did not see it. You didn't see anything? No, no I didn't see it. I don't know what part it was. I wondered if the moment you step off the plane in Stockholm, there's... No, it's not like that. Platform boots in your face. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see. No, not at all. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And then there's this weird statue of some weird guy outside. Oh, it's called the Pop House Hotel. That's what it's called. Okay. And that's my boyfriend next to the statue. <laughs> that's great. So that is the museum. So you have to, you're being forced, rate it out of 10. You can go to the 10th decimal place. How would you rate the ABBA museum? I would rate it, oh, and I didn't even take any pictures of the shit that they sell. Um, The gift shop is really fucking contentious on TripAdvisor.com. Seriously? Oh, yeah. It's way too expensive for what the stuff that they have, number one. What do they have? T-shirts and shit? They have T-shirts. Clogs. Clogs, you know, keychains. I mean, your standard, you know, stuff. They have a pencil case with the words slipping through my fingers on it, which I'm like, the cognitive dissonance of a pencil case that's supposed to keep your stuff and something that says slipping through my fingers, I think, like... What a psychological kind of experiment that is. But the umbrellas were $25 or something. And oh. The t-shirts, I they were sort of cool, but not cool enough. Otherwise, I would have bought one or two. Sure. But they just weren't, like, there was something wrong with it. You know, it wasn't just, like, just give me the big letters. Right. You know, like, wah, wah, and then it would have something weird on it, or it would be on the back, or... It just wasn't right. Otherwise, I would have gotten... Yeah. And, like, not even the badges were good. They just... Weren't good. Oh, what a drag. Yeah, because I really wanted something aside from the photographs. 
and the video of me in the bathroom. And, word to the wise people, they only take cash. In the gift shop? Wait, I thought it was the opposite. You can only take... Sorry, I've been really deep into (laughs) TripAdvisor.com. But it was the opposite. So they only take cash, no credit card. Oh, it's one or the other. Maybe it was only People were complaining that they didn't take credit... Or that they didn't take cash. Oh, then it's credit card card only. Yeah, it's one or the other. But yeah. And so then we had a drink in the Pop House Hotel. And it was tacky and stupid. Right. (laughs) It sounds like a hard rock cafe or something. Kinda, yeah. But like... Low, low. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not good. I can't even say low budget because it was super expensive, but just right. tacky. Yeah. And then the other weird thing about Stockholm, Sweden is, because uh, we stayed in three different hotels to get an experience all around the city. Mm-hmm. And the first hotel we stayed in, it was decorated by Ikea. Everything was Ikea inside of it. Oh, Ikea. Oh. Yeah. They, it's pronounced Ikea. Um, so like I said, I've been reading stuff about the ABBA Museum online. Mm-hmm. What, do uh, some, what do some other folks have to say? Yeah, what do they say? First of all, I love Alec- Alexis Petridis from The Guardian, the British newspaper. Mm-hmm. But he's really stuck on the same goddamn thing. So I brought this up when we talked about one of the earlier ABBA albums. And he says, I'm going to quote from his review of the ABBA Museum... Artistic analysis is largely eschewed in favor of allowing visitors to squeeze into replicas of Abba's satin and sequin-heavy stageware, which means there is no real light shown on the processes by which songwriters Bjorn Alvaeus and Benny Anderson quoted a pop single as dazzlingly as perfect as Dancing Queen, nor indeed how they came to write 1974 Sitting in the Palm Tree a song about a man who deals with romantic rejection by sitting in a palm tree. Quote, I will stay here among my coconuts. Alexis, we've heard that line before. Also, why of all the... If you're going to bring up two ABBA songs, Those you want to talk about talk dancing? About? <laughs> but, like, he used that exact same line when he talked to... Excuse me, when he reviewed their box set. Yeah. Mm. Anyways. And also, what... I, I guess, what do you expect from a museum like that? Aren't you going just to kind of... See some of the stuff. Yeah. Ogle at the studio. Check right. it out. You're not gonna it's ex- experience a dissertation. Yeah, that's not what it's about. I mean, the only writing that you really want to read, like that first room, they have pictures from their childhood and mm-hmm. you know where they lived and yada yada yada. But you don't really care about that. You're just looking at the pictures and you're looking at the st- oh my god that fucking guitar. Jesus Christ those boots. That's that's it. Yeah. So it's not a place for people who don't like Ava. If you don't like ABBA, don't go there. But like I said, my... Don't fly to Sweden, guys. Don't don't fly to Sweden for that. Have some meatballs. But um, like I said, my ex-boyfriend didn't like ABBA, but he wasn't miserable or, you know, bitchy or moany. Right. He found it interesting. Like, oh, okay, well, this, that, and the other in the studio. And, you know, I played some ABBA for him and he didn't like it. And then, you know, we were done. Right. That was it. It's so weird to me that people associate ABBA with disco because I think while... I think one of the strongest albums is Voulez-Vous, a disco album. That was very They're, measured. What was? You think one of their strongest albums. That's that's your favorite one. It's my favorite one, for sure. But that's also because I love disco as a genre. Like, right. I love the bass lines of disco. I love the BPM of disco. I just love almost everything about disco. Mm-hmm. They did so many other things. They tried almost every genre of the 70s. And so to pigeonhole them as disco because Dancing Queen, which isn't really even a disco song, 
as disco seems like so short-sighted because they did 80s synth pop, they did 70s folk, they did 70s rock, like they did so many different genres that to say like, I don't like disco, therefore I see I don't like ABBA seems so weird to me. Well, that's because you're different and you're young. At that time, everything was so pigeonholed and if that is what, if that's how you came out, then that's what's that's the stink that you were left with. Right. It didn't matter. Like, they could have done a death metal record. It doesn't matter. On their tombstones is going to be disco greats or what... It, that, yeah. That's just it, you know? Like, any disco act. Because every time I say, you know, other people did... Kiss did a disco record. I was made for loving you. Right. You know? That's not disco. Um, take off the vocal. <laughs> yeah. And then have Cher oh, sing yeah. on top of it. It's a disco record. Or right. just, like, just have the instrumental. It's disco. You can't escape it, you know? Rolling Stones, Miss You. That's a disco record. Because you play that next to Do You Think I'm Sexy. It's basically, when I DJ, I, you know, mix them into each other. It's yeah. real simple. Yeah. Do you have a, what's your DJ name? Crystal Clear. My mom gave Are me. they with K's? Uh, no. <laughs> I wish you could see the look of disdain on Crystal's face as I'll she said, I'll take a picture oh, of it no. later. Hell no. <laughs> no. C. C-R-Y-S-T-A-L. The proper spelling. Do Not you, Crystal or any of that poor shit, no. Do you have a regular DJ night? I do not. Um, I'm trying to cultivate one. Mm-hmm. I had a 10-year residency at the 10th Avenue Lounge in Midtown, which was an infamous gay bar because a lot of people did a lot of drugs there, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you sound like me. <clears throat> I didn't know it. I'm very naive. Like I've never done any recreational drugs. I've never smoked pot. I've never... No. Never? Which is honor. I've never smoked a cigarette. I've never smoked pot. I've (gasps) never done any recreational drugs ever in my whole life. That's why you look this good at 50. That's part of the reason why. That and virgin blood. But anyway. (laughs) um, Yeah. My favorite beverage. Right? Uh, Like, I have a cocktail on occasion, but that's it, really. Certainly better than Soleil Mimosa. (laughs) Let's not get started on Soleil Mimosa in 2016. All right. All right. So, it was a big Coke place. Huh. And one of the my regulars who came in was a uh, a bodybuilder, and he was a, f- a trainer, fitness trainer. And it turned out that he was one of the biggest coke dealers in Manhattan, and I had no idea, because he's like, "Hey, Crystal, what's? I mean, he was just a friendly guy. What's happening? Da 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 da, hanging uh-huh. out. You know, my back is toward everybody, so I'm not really looking at everybody doing stuff. But the reason why I was super famous is because in the bathrooms, there were mirrors on top of the back of the toilets, like the. They were mirrored like, a, like being shit. inside of a disco ball. It was all mirrors. Gay men love to look at themselves. Yes. I say and that as a gay man. The owners used to get, Scott would get these amazing floral arrangements. <gasps> like a $150 floral arrangement inside the bathroom. So you get the beautiful smell of these amazing flowers. And then people are snorting cocaine off the back of the toilet. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty wild. So when there was when, a lot when of did you have that residency? There. That what is was, it now? Uh, it's, it turned into some other bar, but the two guys that owned it own 44th and 10th and 44 and a half, which is on 10th Avenue, 44th. Okay. Cause the only place on 10th Avenue that I can think of that's a gay bar is the Fairytale Lounge. Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't know what it turned into. I have no idea. The huh. space is still there, but everything else kind of pretty much changed around there. Mm-hmm. So I was there from 95 to, well, 10 years after that. 
there was technically no dancing in there because it was a bar. Uh-huh. So you and this was Giuliani was still the mayor, so he. You had, couldn't dance in a bar. Well, you could, but you could get arrested. You for have it. you have to have you what's have called a cabaret, cabaret license. license. <gasps> Another money making racket for the city. Uh-huh. Zach, let's get one. <laughs> Just for my apartment. <laughs> yeah. That'd be yeah. good. And throw a dance party. Mm-hmm. So you would walk into this place, and it was uh, a little foyer thing, and breezeway, and then the bar is immediately on the right. You walk through on the left. You get to the middle of the bar, and there was this raised booth, and we called it the genie booth because it was when you sat when you sat down, it was at least a foot and a half over your head, <laughs> so you could be in there kind of hidden. And of course, people did things in there that I don't really know about, but I heard about. And then you walk to the back, and it was a big wide space, and they would have parties and stuff there, and there was a cocktail guy and all that stuff. So um, yeah, it was it was a very 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 popular bar, mm. very huh. popular bar. I met. Um, Elaine Stritch and B. Arthur there. Wow. No. Yeah. I, were they doing God. coke off the back of the toilet? I them. No, they were smoking pot. Wow. Yeah. That I didn't really have drinks with them. And uh, Rosie O'Donnell and <gasps> um, Harvey Firestein and yeah, celebrities came through there all the time. So cool. speaking of, of uh, celebrities you have encountered, will you share your one of your David Bowie stories with us. Yes. Oh, but before I do that, yeah. I just remembered this because my friend Paul reminded me before I came over here. Did you guys know that Lemmy Kilmeister was a huge ABBA fan? No. Lemmy Kilmeister? Who's that? From Motorhead. From Motorhead. Lemmy just I'm passed idiot. away also. Oh. Yeah, I read about he, it. It was his birthday and then he died like three days after his birthday. Yeah. Christmas. His, ber- his birthday was Christmas Eve or Christmas Day and then he died. Um, yeah, they uh, broadcast his funeral live on YouTube or whatever, uh-huh. and his, what is it, his brother or his son? I think his son was giving a eulogy and said that he was an ABBA fan, so YouTube it. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. That's great. I mean, who isn't an ABBA fan? But he must have I really been this. an ABBA fan for, for them to bring that up during his eulogy. That's heavy. See, I didn't watch it, and I don't know all the context of it, right. so I'm going to have right. to look at it, but... Uh, you know, Paul was like, oh my god, he was not a fan. Yeah, pretty crazy. Um, right, so David Bowie. So, because I lived in Allentown, Pennsylvania, I would go see concerts at the Philadelphia Spectrum all the time. Because mm-hmm. it was right there. And so this, I was in junior high. It was the 70s, 78 or something. 79, maybe. And he had played at the Spectrum. And I was there with a couple of girlfriends and another friend who I will not mention because this has gone public broadcast, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and um, who was a male. So it was this man and my other female friends, and we were, went to the show, had a really great time, snuck in backstage, we're hanging out. And so me and the other girls like, hoo-hoo, David Bowie, and flirting and all this junk, thinking that something could happen and this could be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But instead, David Bowie looked at our friend and said, I want him. And so he went off with David Bowie. And uh, oh, that's your friend. Sorry, I can't ask. The courts, the Vatican, we can't talk about it. <laughs> that's right. I will never reveal his name, but he told me that they ate cake. Their faces in golden rays. 
at my funeral, I would like either Annie Lennox or Patty Griffin to sing because they know the joys and sadness of life. Sure. But I also want it to be a dance party, so I want the song Untouchable by Girls Aloud planned repeat. But I think people will just give eulogies to be like, I, I don't know, he was kind of a dick to me that one time. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I, like, I thought he was really smart, but I didn't know why he had to be so mean. I like the idea that everyone's making time to come to your memorial service. Just to badmouth Just me. to go, we just had this one moment... He was in front of me in line, and he, he was kind of rude. And, rude and I, yeah, I he just like, always wanted to say he that. He put his Chobani on the, on the conveyor belt before my mm. Brie. That's really I thought uncool. that was problematic. You know, this is a soft cheese. i got to get this home. <laughs> but here he is, his button in front of me. I mean, it doesn't have to be cold, but it does have to be chilled. Of course. I mean, ladies yes. and gentlemen of the funeral. <laughs> it's very important. Um, I briefly want to tell the story. One of the things that happened over Christmas break, mm, holiday yeah. break, is uh, my grandfather passed away. And so I went to Wisconsin for one day, exactly one day, for his funeral. And it snowed like crazy. And I'm a faggot from New York City. So I showed up to Chicago Uh to fly, and then we drove to Milwaukee for the funeral in, like, a nice suit and, like, nice shoes. You were ready to go to the funeral. I was like... Immediately. It is... Not super cold. Didn't look at the weather channel. Dot uh-huh. com. Uh-huh. Uh, I showed up. It was like blizzard. Oh, I had shit. no winter coat. I had like this one suit. <laughs> so like oh, my mom gets oh, the car stuck in the parking lot of the Catholic Church in Slinger, Wisconsin, like rural Wisconsin. Uh-huh. It's like oh, the car is stuck. I don't know what to do. Every other relative in my family who lives in Wisconsin has like boots and a sensible coat. I do not, because I'm a faggot from New York City. Uh-huh. So, like, I get in the car, and I put my head, and I I looked down at the floor while everyone else in my family pushed the car <laughs> out of the snowbank. <laughs> I, like, put my phone and, like, faced it against my legs. So I was like, I don't want any light to show that I'm in here. And it was like, I'm an embarrassment to the family. Wow. You hid in the car. I hid. I mean, everyone knew I was in the car, but I was like, I can't look anyone in the eye. Because they're like, come on, push the car. <laughs> like pushing the car while my mom's in the wheel I'm like I'm embarrassed but I'm in a nice suit and shoes and I'm not going to get them ruined yeah. by slush of course I understand and I don't blame you but you should have sat up and just like yeah sat atop top of the car that would have yeah. been good you know yeah. like put a, done Vogue in there or something I didn't even ask what your favorite ABBA song is my favorite ABBA song oh boy well I can't say that there's just one can you say there's three alright I'll say that there's three I'll say um, Chiquitita. Hmm. Excellent. I love that song. Just because it makes no sense. No, and it does Chiquitita, not. like, what are you even saying? <laughs> um, I love that one, and I love uh, Gimme, Gimme, Gimme a Man After Midnight. Yeah. I do love that song. And probably, I love it so much I hate it. I actually hate it, but I love it. Fernando. <laughs> You picked the two semi-Spanish songs, or two of their most famous Spanish songs. songs. Yeah, I don't even know why. But I, you know, I could, yeah, I think those are it. Fernando has really grown on me in recent months. I find myself, whenever I hear that, it's kind of emotional. Hmm. I don't know why. Zach, what are you going through right now? There was something in the air that night. <laughs> oh, that's the why. Stars okay. Right, Fernando. What do you, you know, what do you yeah. want from me? And I think the hits are not 
just because I'm so old and I've heard them so many fucking times for so long that I could probably live the rest of my life without ever hearing Dancing Queen or sure. that stuff anymore, you know, just because of sheer volume of listening. But Maybe I'll feel that way 20 years from now, but I still get a thrill in my chest when I hear Dancing Queen. When I hear that, like, arpeggio up and them, like, singing the, like, angelic harmonies, I still feel, like, joy and release. Like, Dancing Queen is one of the euphoric songs of my life, I think. I think it's one of the great intros, too. It is great intro. I mean, that is, like, right away, right the party the is raging. Yeah. Have you ever seen the ABBA film? Yeah. What do you think of it? I think that it is a masterpiece of what it is. Huh. That's what I think. Would you care to elaborate? I think that it's... I think not listening, so don't worry. I think that it's so niche... It is, yeah. ...that it's so crazy. Like, if... Anybody who's not into ABBA or has never heard of them goes and sees this thing... They're going to be wondering, what the fuck is this? Of course. What am I watching? Why am I watching this? This is crazy. Uh-huh. So it's just so insane that it's great. And I think that you have to be of a certain mindset, not specifically an ABBA fan, but if you are, if you like Head, the movie, you dirty <laughs> bastards, if you like Head or Tommy or Litzomania, then I think you Yeah, like then you them. can get into it. Sure. Do you guys it's, know those movies I just mentioned? I didn't know the last one. Litzomania? What's I that? just know of the Phoenix album, Litzomania. Uh, no, it has no, that's completely different. I don't know who's Phoenix, what is that? Are they're they like a French pop modern rock day? band. Yeah, they're a good band. Yeah, oh, they're good. I'm too old, I never heard of them. Anyhow, <laughs> um, Litzomania is what Ken Russell did after Tommy. Oh. And it is the history of Franz Liszt as played by Roger Daltrey. Wow, really? <laughs> and it is one of the craziest, sickest, most disgusting, weirdest things ever. There's a scene of him riding this giant, like, 20-foot hard cock <laughs> during a musical number with these women in, like, milkmaid outfits with no panties on. Oh, wow. And one guy's a Frankenstein monster in it. I mean, it's just... It is... A mind bender, especially when you're ten years old. Sure. And you're watching oh, it, you're God. not supposed to. Yeah, it's crazy. Litzomania, L I, you know, Z S T. Just watch it. I'm sure the whole thing is on YouTube. Watch it full screen and get the effect. Well, this gets to something that I worry about all the time. I was just talking to my best friend and her husband today about how sometimes they were worried with our podcast. They can't. They shouldn't listen to it because they don't love ABBA. Uh-huh. And I feel like a lot of stuff that's ABBA-related, people don't feel like they can watch it or listen to it because they're not ABBA fans. Which I feel really strongly about because I think you should enter ABBA in whatever way possible. Oh, so like, well, you yeah. should watch ABBA the movie and be like, some of this is great, some of this is terrible. Sure. Which is, I feel like that's how we approach ABBA. We're like, some of this is great. I mean, transcendental. And some of it's fucking hell I, on I mean, earth. I think if our podcast, after all this time, has a thesis, it's that some of this is great and some of this is terrible. But the great stuff is colossally great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the things I found is colossally great is you, Zach. Stop. <laughs> I've had a colossally great time so nice. speaking with you and with Crystal Durant. Hooray! Hi, people. 
Crystal, <laughs> can we find you on Twitter, Instagram, that kind yes, of shit? Yes, you can find me on the interwebs. Um, on Instagram, it's DJ Crystal Clear. Mm-hmm. And on Twitter, when am I? I have to look. I'm DJ Crystal Clear Six, the number six. Not there were five other Crystal DJ no, no, Crystal Clear. I picked it because six is my favorite number. That's oh. my good luck number. Okay. And uh, on the Facebook, you can look up DJ Crystal Clear. Look for a picture of a black woman with a big curly afro, because there are other Crystal Clears around who spell it wrong and all that shit. But look for the hot black chick. That's me. And um, is that it? It's, oh, I'm on Tumblr. DJ oh. Crystal Clear. Okay. My mom texted me tonight to ask if I was, quote, still working out. I was like, yes, why? And she was like, because. Because why, mom? It's important. <laughs> what wow. are you talking about? Uh, that quilt that she made you was beautiful. It's I a beautiful that. quilt. Yeah. Steve Instagrammed. Steve, how do we follow you on the internet? At so we can see this beautiful quilt that your mother made you. At There is Thunder. At 2016 is Sadness. At Are you serious? No. <laughs> the first one is true. At the first one is true. At There is Thunder. I'm also on Twitter, but I haven't tweeted in a long time, but I'll get back into it. At There is Thunder. Zach, what about you? Well, it's what funny about you the should quotes ask, I'm making I... with my heart? It's um, funny you should ask. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Zach Jones Music, Z A C H. Jones Music. And we are on Twitter at Cast, and on Tumblr at Cast. If you go to our Tumblr, by the time this is out, you will see Crystal's photos from the Yaba Museum. Right, and you can look on, on my Instagram. Go back 32 weeks. Oh, right. 32 weeks ago. <laughs> from <folks>. today. Yeah. <laughs> today is January the 12th, 2016. So it might be 33 weeks by the time uh, we, we yeah. get to this. But you'll see them. Well... I just want to thank Crystal Durant for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. I'll come back anytime and talk about anything. Great. I know a lot of stuff. Uh, We'll be back very (laughs) soon with another episode of Voulez-Vous with Zach and Steve. And until then, thank you for the music. The songs we're singing. Probably 2001, I went to my very first gay club in Columbus, Ohio, called mm-hmm. Access. And Access. And what is it with you guys and all that stuff? <laughs> I don't know what all of you guys and quote all that stuff refers to. However, uh, gay men love to pretend it's the center of the world. I know. Uh, I went there when I was 18 years old. I had no positive sense of gay identity. Mm-hmm. Or no realistic sense of Were gay you identity. Out? Yeah. Okay. You know, a great way to get a positive sense of gay identity is to go to a gay, gay bar, bar in Columbus. Name Access. Name Access. God. And I was Wink. like 18, probably ugly, I'm guessing, wearing clothes all from Old Navy. Uh-huh. 
And some older man, probably in his 40s or 50s, grabbed my butt. A chicken hawk. He was a chicken hawk. He was a chicken hawk. Thank you. Uh Grabbed my butt and squeezed it really hard and then said, do you want to give me your boy pussy? Yay! Oh! And I I got so mad, I turned around and I pushed him. And I didn't go to another gay bar for like six years. That's boring. Your boy pussy? That's a good band name. Write it down. Write it down. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for like listening that. to Bully Boo with Zach and Steve. I don't think we're going to top that. I don't think <laughs> I we're... Can't. I think we got to go out I can tell you, you, you can never top Steve's boy pussy. pussy. No. No. 